Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Mental Worth Podcast. We are happy that you are tuned in and we hope that you enjoyed our last episode on toxic relationships. We are talking about toxic caregivers. You are here with me Lillian Sinil. And Derek Were. Yes, karibu sana Derek. And before we continue, we also have a guest in the building. She is very familiar. I don't even know if she needs to introduce herself. Like she's like part of the podcast now, you know, like yeah. the deep state of the podcast. But I'm just going to let her introduce herself yeah, and tell us how she's been and stuff like that. Hi guys, my name is Vicky Mugambi as well. I'm a dormant, dormant podcaster uh, and a friend to my hosts of the day. Now at this point, Naitaji shares. Naitaji shares. Shares you shall have. Shares you shall have. Earth is not our home. <laughs> As of now, our treasures, our treasures we are storing in heaven. Absolutely. As of now, your treasure heaven on the side. Well, see, okay. Anyway, kabla muwane up. Yes. At least they know April has a birthday for me. Yes, <laughs> we get to celebrate something this month. Now, we want to talk about toxic caregivers. Derek, yes. what does that even mean? Well, a toxic caregiver is... Uh, I think from the previous episode where we were highlighting about toxic, they are simply not raising a generation of uh, kids in their right senses. These are parents who raise children who have fear in them, they have self-doubt, they grow up with a lot of guilt, and they deprive them uh, the ability to, to be themselves. So basically that is what toxic caregiving is. So I, I believe you're going to dig deeper into some of the forms of toxic parenting mm-hmm. uh, that we experience in our day-to-day life. And I think it is also important for our listeners to know that it is uh, what we learn in our childhood experiences or what we are exposed to in our childhood experiences that affect the decisions we make in terms of choosing our friends, choosing our partners for life, and how we relate with others in all spheres, socially, at workspaces and every other place. So it is a very crucial and important conversation we need to have. And I'm looking forward to hear from our guest, uh, Victory Mugambi, about this conversation. Before we move to Vicky, you've mentioned a lot of things about toxic caregivers. And my question is, do they know they are toxic? The answer is yes and no. Uh, there are so many parents who are, are completely don't know whether they are toxic because uh, from my research and understanding is some of them borrowed the behavior they're having or the uh, way they're treating us from their parents. Mm. So it is a whole generation culture and to them it is part of the system. It's like we are born to take tea in the morning. You know, if you tell somebody it's wrong to take tea in the morning, you know, like, what do you mean it's wrong to take tea in the morning, for example? So there's, there are those who, a small percentage of those who know, I've interacted with some friends of mine, uh, they, they, they have parents who are even counselors themselves but they're still toxic and the parents don't even care. So I, there are also those who know, but it is, it is a process to know and it is a process to also start and learn. Yeah, to do better, to unlearn. Mm. You don't, uh, as you normally say, uh, this is the issue. It's not an on and off button where you decide yesterday I was doing this, today I'm going to do this. It's a process that takes a longer time sometimes than we think. The same as healing. You don't tell somebody you're going to heal in the next three days or four days. Some healings can even take forever. But even at this point, I think it's important to mention that I think all of us have been, have had a situation with our caregivers or parents that affected us in a negative way. But it's also important to understand that most of these parents did the best they could with what they know they knew at the time. So even as we, we talk about this topic, it's for us to raise awareness to the people listening to this so that everyone can understand you can understand if you're coming, for example, from a toxic background, you need to know that you have a lot of things to unlearn so that even moving forward, you can be a better person. But I've seen, I've had experiences with some of my friends who their parents have just been outright, you know, there's that one, there's, there's a parent being, creating unhealthy, an, an environment that is not healthy by the things they do. And there's also a parent just being intentionally mean to their to their child, whether a small child or a grown up child. And this one I've experienced mostly with people that are adults. Mm. You're an adult and maybe you're still living with your parents, you don't have a job and things like that. And you find a parent is just outright mean. I don't know if you guys have, have seen that, but that has been something that has been very worrying for me because I've experienced it with 
a couple of people oh i mean that situation right now but it's not how do you put this it's not from <laughs> i'm trying not to be biased but no, it's okay you can share it's your story thank you yeah but basically i have a very narcissistic dad so uh the pressure is coming from a father who's been absent in my life emotionally mentally but very abusive does it make sense like you're absent but your heart is very present so that pressure will be need you know you need to look for a job you need to go to my you know call your auntie tell your auntie you're done with school but in my head I'm, i i don't even know if i want to be employed this year like i have i'm kind of trying to figure out okay what what do you do after university do everyone is in the job market the question is do i really want to be in the job market so it's coming from him but not from the person who's been present in my life that's my mom she's just like okay what do you want to do i don't know fine do you get like mm. the pressure is not coming from her and i feel for me she's the most important voice in my life so i'm just like i i fucking don't care about you has it has it been like this since you were a child you had one supportive parent and then the other one who caused harm Yes. I don't I don't want to say supportive because how my sibling and I have grown up is very different. I'm very vocal. I'm very vocal. So if I saw something and I didn't like it, I didn't keep quiet. I just said it. Or if I didn't say it, I would just work against it and become the rebellious, the black child. I've been suspended three times, bro. So that in itself in our home was an issue. But it, how it was taken care of and how it had been taken care of it was if it were my sister was different because they knew if I made a decision I have made a decision and I was I wasn't very easily swayed you get like I don't I don't stick into confined spaces so my dad had to learn you will not suppress this woman and my mom as well also had to learn you will not keep her quiet because now she's the don't confront let's have peace type of person me i'm like this is not going right let's be chaotic i don't fear confrontation when you are kuandamana ah tuandamane let's deal with this issue right here right now but so half was like ah you don't have to so she had to understand or come to a place of because that's your personality and there's nothing i can do about it now now my dad now had is still fighting but on a choice either way so i don't think it's support it's just go to a point where it's it's a losing battle It's my personality. No one can change it. I'm not saying that I'm rude. It's just that I'm very adamant. So if I decide on something, it's a decision I've made and I'm going forward with it. With or without your support, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that is yeah. They they had to they bend. They had to to bend. They had to bend. It wasn't like that from the beginning. I think Vicky you to peleka mbio sana. Uh you've mentioned something to do with your dad being narcissistic. Maybe you can take us slowly t- through this process. What what aspects? How did you come to that conclusion? There's a lot of generational trauma from his side of the family. That's why as Derek's, I don't know, I don't know if it's yeah, I think it's you who's mentioned some things are very generational. So he saw his dad do because his father saw his father do and then you get my point and then coming from he was born post colonial era it's that kind of 1963 period so your grandfather was fighting in the Mauma war so he was an absent dad as well so your dad grew up without a father grew up with an only with the mom only um and then now when he married he cheated you know you get my point like nothing was ever confronted to be able to deal with the absenteeism of that one person and how it has affected his generation so for my dad my grand my late cuz he died my late grandfather and my late grandmother as well they separated so that period like they've been separated till their death basically because it was toxic so the mom left uh, the dad left without the children the mom left without the children so my dad also had to now become the caregiver of his siblings you get my point so there's this unsaid trauma and now what he learned and what he got from there he has it it's kind of PTSD but then his personality does not help like he doesn't want to be corrected first of all he will gaslight you he will make you feel like you're the one who's done wrong na clearly too blah 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 1 2 3 happen and sir it was you but it's like no it wasn't me you know you did you, you get my point like you'll try to find a way to make not he, to take responsibility yes like he doesn't he doesn't take responsibility and it was very it was very evident ever since i was conscious like in my formative years you see that period of 5 to 7 it's very crucial for a child but now when you start seeing 
some things are not done by your dad but are being done by other dads you're just like nambona dadia kujangi na mkate home and then you know your neighbor utona baka kitana mkate you know it was, it was in the minute and then he forgot about house responsibilities and then it became even also the emotional responsibilities because now it would be like oh you need to pass your exams if you fail you're beaten and then when you're beaten your heart you get my point and then he will come and you know abuse you he's very verbal he's verbally abusive come and abuse abuse you and if it's not it's your mom like like he doesn't want to take sole responsibility and when now when he started confronting him he'd be like no but i didn't do that yeah you get me like and i like am i stupid so it had to get to a point where just you become very self aware of you're not going to manipulate me to bend mm. to what you think you you what you think was the nature of events and how can three people be against you like doesn't make sense we are your whole family cannot be against you if you I'm done because that what he, that's what he feels like hey friend is against me i don't struggle ni 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 but bro no akili yako ndio inakudanganya how you interpreted or what you think you saw isn't exactly what happened this is what happened your children can't be lying to you it can't we saw it it was there we have trauma because of it how now do you come and change the narrative from a to b like it's it's those things it's it's in the minute but also again he's also very i'm just saying this with utmost love and again resentment i i wouldn't say that i don't resent him i'll be lying i'm so mad at him i wish he would want to do better cuz i can't you can never understand a narcissistic person the moment you do you lose your mind so man i don't want to understand where he's coming from all these are excuses of if he knew that this son that doesn't want to bring to his children he'd be okay to seek help but now when we get to a point where we are, we are like okay as a family we need to go for counseling or therapy is like no why would i go tell someone doesn't know me about my problems you get my point like he does not and he runs away from accountability so with all these things this person does not want to be helped and there's nothing you can do about it let so, me ask we deal with it at what age mm. did you realize i know you've mentioned 5 to 7 but at what point did you realize that your dad wasn't a kawaida dad quote unquote 7 my seven. first my first not memory of him like he was before seven i think in their marriage they tried to hide a lot of things do you see how parents like oh msi agumela watoto which you shouldn't though like conflict is important and necessary actually but the but the absence of war does not mean peace I think that's something so there's a lot of things we didn't know we is my sister and i so when we At age seven, my mom just went to for something about church, and then I'm with my dad in the living room. Then I just go see him take a fimbo, not fimbo, a walking stick that's a sword inside. Had it in the corner of the sitting room. I don't know. He just did some shady preparations, and I'm just like, huh? And then when my mom was dropped by the car, I remember he came to Lali, and I'm just like, okay. So I don't know what happened between. So in the morning, my sister wakes me up and says, "Pack, we are leaving." At age seven. And then I go outside and meet my mom seated, you know, kwa gunia nje. And then my dad seated on the at the stool. Then my sister tells me, "Ata mama kuingia home jana ndalakwa bafia nje." And I was just like, "That's not normal." And you know, before my mom got home that night, me personally I was expectant of her. It's like, "Oh, she'll bring me biscuits, you know." But you can't eh endo lale. And then it wasn't endo lale. Ah, endo lale it was endo lale. It was an order from above. It was a command. So from it's seven that god is still strong because i've n- i knew i didn't understand it then but i just knew i know so when i got to like class 7 8 that's when i knew now now this one apana because mm-hmm. now i i remember i was so depressed and there were photos i had where i would write i really miss my dad i really miss my dad and he's he's yes he's at home but the things like you're not the man i knew mm-hmm. you're not the man i knew and you're not making effort to to become any better basically So yeah, before we we come back to Vicky, I have so many things to ask her. Mm-hmm. Derek. Yeah. Vicky's experience is in a, in a what's the word? It brings so many aspects of toxicity together. But I just want our audience also to be aware like of the various types of toxic caregivers. Yeah so that they can be able to identify, identify. Mm. and place a name to whatever it is 
they went through or maybe they are practicing it right now they are the toxic one so would you tell us something about that yeah i will highlight a few uh, I, i'll say my research or my understanding uh, has been spurred by this woman called susan ford uh, it's a very beautiful book called toxic parenting by susan ford so basically there are like five types of toxic caregivers they are the controllers the controllers will use manipulation to guilt trip you you know to they can even overhelp you so that they can take control of you Everything, so is it like a love bombing situation yes it's actually a love bombing situation every decision you make in life it's, it 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 has to be approved by them the kids who grow up even to the adulthood they want to go out partying they want to go out with their spouses but their parents will start guilt tripping them like you don't care about okay. us we yeah. have an important event in the family, family. and you need, you need to show up you know they completely want you to be present for their things and and it's totally selfish it, it is totally selfish to you know yeah. you, they they control you like every place you go they control you naturally a kid at certain points needs to be allowed to explore to make mistakes to be corrected and to be directed but a toxic caregiver will control you every decision you make they have to be part of it so that is one there's another one the alcoholics uh, those who you know when somebody is an alcoholic they don't emotionally become present to their children they can do other stuff which are toxic they can be verbally abusive you know and all other stuff so an al- alcoholic is a toxic parent completely because they don't take responsibility for their action anytime we are on on drugs or, or such we lose our our focus and our duties as parents there are the verbally abusers uh, Vicky has talked about some will do it sarcastically some will do it subtly but they are verbally abusive you know they are projecting their own fears onto yes, yeah. you yes. you know you are stupid mm. but these are things that was implanted Did in them yes. as they were growing up so you know all this kind of stuff and the trouble with the abusers and sometimes the verbally abusers leave big scars in us than the physically abusers abuse, yeah. you know those who are physically abusers because they leave you with a lot of doubt you grow up and then you fear you doubt yourself you never even try to you know new things sometimes there are people who can't even apply for jobs because they believe they're not adequate enough because their parents yeah. told them you can never do anything okay. good mm-hmm. and the verbally abusers can we can also have within them those who are uh, perfectionist you can self uh, you know being a perfectionist sometimes it's also a, a form of toxic nature as a parent you are setting a very high standard for your child or people around you that sometimes it's beyond the usual for them to reach you know so that is it can it can come in that form then we have the physically abusers those who strike you you know they they do anything you know they leave you scars on your face or any other place in your body uh and then uh, of course we have the la- the least one is the sexual abusers those you know who deprive you of your innocence they caress you you, you should not there the, the things you don't do to your child and such you know mm. so i'd basically term those five as the major types of uh abusers though the least the goes, list is endless the list is endless yeah and listening to you the one me i'm thinking about is like the parents who emotionally you know when somebody abuses you all these ones have have an aspect of emotional abuse but there are those parents who when a child does something wrong they 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 punish them by being passive aggressive they don't talk to, to them, them they neglect yeah. them yeah that is also a very serious abuser yeah and a parent should not be doing that they should be like clear systems of how you discipline a child yeah not by neglecting them yeah. and being passive aggressive to them yeah <laughs> so yeah but maybe back to vicky she she has highlighted from the time she knew uh the dad was quote unquote toxic or should i not use the word quote unquote uh at what point then did did you start to feel the implications of his toxic toxic nature <sighs> ever since i it has actually it has always been present even to think of it you know i have an older sister so we're having this conversation in the morning and she's just like how how she lived even as an older sibling is very different from how 
I lived. Because the moment I came into the picture, she was neglected as a child. Because by the time I was being born, she was five years old. She's still a child. So she, she stops being a priority. And the thing with having to juggle all this is there has to be a balance in parenting. Who takes care of who at what time? Is the mother taking care of the first child today? Is the father taking care? So with that, even me being in the picture, he just has not... They, he's... He's just been like that actually, because it's either he's not present physically because of work, which is understandable, we need to look for money. And then when he comes, the mood of the house all of a sudden changes. So all of a sudden we were just cozy and free and doing whatever shit we wanted. Then all of a sudden it's like, hey, dresses. you get my point? So my G has always... Has just always, done, always done his thing. Yeah, he's just like vibes and inshallah. What what has been the impact with your relationship with other people now outside your home? Whoa, I I didn't trust and I still don't trust religious men to date. Religion in terms of you're so into a particular set of beliefs that you refuse to see the reality of life. Does that make sense? It does. Because coming from a Christian home, what the Bible says and what you've seen has a match. And then you're constantly being punished using the word of God. It's like, oh, a child should honor the father and mother. This is the one commandment, blah, blah, blah. So it's used as manipulation. It is, too. and it has always been used as manipulation. So when, now I start, when you start reading the Bible for yourself, it's just like, but, see, even parents should, you know, yeah. they, are, they also have roles and yeah. responsibilities. The implication, that is the first implication. Like, I don't, if, my friend, red flag, big one. But for some time, it wasn't because I was so familiar with it. But now, since I'm now going back to my inner child and my younger child and looking at things just like, hey, I don't want to go to that direction. Secondly, I don't easily trust. I will not trust you because the first person who broke my heart was my own father. How do you expect me to trust you? I don't know you. I don't easily trust. I don't give my trust. I will laugh with you, my friend, but in a shiapo. I me and you done like no communication further we meet physically we are done and i don't like people also knowing too much of my business at the same time because it has not been encouraged for me to speak out i had to fight to speak out so even coming and telling lillian hey, no, baby, no, no, no. Hey, no, no, no. one two three that tells me tell you i have thought about it for three months so even by the time i'm coming to you and telling you maybe i'm going through one two three it happened three months ago or even a year ago and that's, that's when i'm like oh yeah baby you no, know Kitambo, and I laugh about it, but during that moment when it was happening, it wasn't laughable. And lastly, um, this is what my mom kinda, the narrative my mom pushed, is suppressing emotions. Like, I can be mad at you for 558 days, and you will never know. And that's bad. I will, allowing yourself to feel, I think, is a very big part of healing. So when you deny it, that growing up is like oh because despite all this because he was first of all he was he's physically abusive he's not doing it right now but it's still there you know he's drawing plates he's drawing glasses he's breaking things or trying to break things it's still happening at that time he was beating my mom up we saw it he was beating my sister up like seriously kumchapa he saw it like i was there so at that moment you're told that you can't be mad at your dad you're being disciplined just like like explain to me and him just being that aggressive and violent and whatever you're told just continue emotions don't blow up take it as it is and step it's like hey, it can't work like that it can be me he, it cannot but at that moment school fees those yeah but you're still under his rule basically what can you do so that thing of suppressing emotion i still do have it so by the time even i'm coming out and saying Hey baby, one, two, three things. Or even showing my emotions, it takes time. I'll just go silent. It's just like, no one will even listen to me when I say I'm mad. Because yeah. like, I don't expect anyone to. But with with time, I just allowed. I think the first time I allowed myself to be mad at him was 2020. Wow, just the other day. But you've, 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 you've just paused there. You've talked about suppressing emotions. emotions. I feel like we need to talk about that. Because I feel like that is the story of our lives as Africans. Yes. Like, 
there's always that aspect of you're not allowed to feel mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to express yes. your emotions. Yes. And we've grown up with it till now. Ata ukiona mtu akilia and they're going through something you're like what akulia? Eh like you know how to Yeah and, and in your head you're comforting to, them. In, yeah. the, in your head you're being of help by telling them what akulia utakuwa sawa. Instead of just letting somebody express just the way ujaya bia mtu ache kucheka. So let them you know just let them cry but it's it's and you know we are here me and you we're talking we're women we're talking about suppressing i don't know what derek has to say about the other gender in terms of emotions and suppression i don't know if i have comment for that mm-hmm. well we all we all is must... suppression a big deal for you do you guys i know you do but as derek where are you at with your emotions do you is suppression something you still practice do you feel obligated to suppress because you see us for women you can cry it's okay yeah yes even though we are taught to suppress but you can cry it's okay society will be fine with you crying basically. yeah so you as Derek what is the situation one thing i know is uh maybe i know for myself is um, being masculine emotional naturally it doesn't come out automatically to be most of the time emotional like to be affected by every other aspect of things happening around you and triggering you you know it's mm. slightly a bit different but when we talk about suppressing what you feel you know it cannot it is not right to suppress what you feel but sometimes so many kids boys girls they are forced to suppress as a man or as a boy it is important also to have time with your parents either your mom or your dad especially your dad to talk manly you know yeah. the things you're supposed to do how you're supposed to react to emotions how you're supposed to express your emotions and you know address issues so i wouldn't say uh it is tied only to emotions but also tied to how we address personal issues you know it can go beyond emotions mm. yeah because sometimes they say men look look at things from a logical point of view most of the time than from an emotional aspect or they don't they, i might not easily be triggered by emotional aspect but other things and i need to express it i need to talk about it so suppressing is purely toxic is yeah, unharmful to oneself and i've heard you say men look at things from a logical point of view as opposed to emotional and most of the times this has translated to the emotions being invalid. Uh-huh. So is it because they believe their emotions are not valid like they don't need to to bring that aspect out because for me I, I come from a school of thought where I believe you can have both. You can allow yourself to feel and still be logical. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, uh what I said is most of the time uh we view things logically compared to if uh, it can be 60 40% mm-hmm. doesn't rule out the fact that i we don't have emotions all human beings have, have emotions yes and my you quest- must have emotions my to question be a human. was yes you have emotions yeah. my question was whether these emotions are validated that was my question oh. yeah uh most of the time they're not validated mm-hmm. uh uh because there is a there's a thin line between expressing emotion and uh, suppressing emotion there sometimes men are told to suppress not really be a man yeah be a man this is that some um, be a man mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. i being be, be a man doesn't mean you don't express emotion be a man is how you express emotion and probably put it that way yeah what do you mean how you know emotions are not are not are not it is structured they're not they're not at a you know some things you don't plan for expressing emotions can be can be chaotic and messy yeah like will smith yeah his no, reaction towards the drug uh, of course i wouldn't uh, use uh, will smith uh, for my explanation for many for many other reasons uh, but uh you like for man you can express emotion and i've said how you express it how it can 
you can be informed of where you're expressing it mm-hmm. to who you're expressing it mm-hmm. yeah those are kind of conversations but this is not a conversation about men and how I have a, I have, have a last express. question I have a last question <laughs> with regards to that topic you see we usually told women are the emotional ones right yeah mm-hmm. women are more emotional than yeah than men, men yeah but i tend to feel like this is very selective because we see a lot of anger from men but we never term them as emotional fuck i will agree. even our leaders but yeah, we never yeah. see that as emotional you know i will we agree i will agree and this is a conversation i've been having with so many other people you know being a man is not simply about how like you have how do i put it being a man is not the, for the fact that you are a man you are boy, you were born a boy it's beyond that uh-huh. uh that traits that you adapt you are trained with the environment you are in that you adopt many masculine traits as opposed to feminine traits you can be a woman but you have more uh, masculine traits than feminine because of the environment you grew up in you are forced to you know raise kids you're forced when there was no husband or there was no father you're forced to stand up for the family and some of the roles naturally some of the roles you have to take provision which most of the time we the lead person should be the man for example uh you do as, as a woman at that point you are forced to suppress your emotion because your kids if they see you cry they they're not seeing you as a woman they're seeing you as the leader of that family so because you want to make sure your kids sees a leader they see everything is okay that doesn't happen in the family so in the long run you are more masculine than feminine so i wouldn't term being feminine or masculine to be man woman it's more of how you're prepared okay we'll yeah. continue this conversation another day because we have digressed and dear viewer we were talking about toxic caregivers and we have Vicky here who has been sharing her experience with us and she said a lot of things but i want i i want to know like how because of your experience and i know you've partly answered this in your previous when you previously talked uh how has life been for you because of that experience hmm. actually it's not that bad okay. i just come from a dysfunctional home that's basically how i see it and i know it's it's i don't want to not everything has been bad honestly despite the dysfunctionality within my parents my mom was the most functional woman I've seen but now as Derek is saying now she had to forgo things like to feel i don't have the right to feel things like she doesn't cry in front of us you just hear her voice like hey why are you crying or even when she's in pain she won't tell you she's in pain until now it get to a point where she can't do anything because she's in pain my point like she had to take the role of i am both mother and father in this house And other than that when you're raising girls I also need to be their friend. So what's the balance between dad, mom and friend? So it's it hasn't been healthy for sure. It is not even healthy at all till now. But just that bit of one person chose not to be the same because there was, she had the choice of being as bad as my dad like babenyo amenichapa you know you know their parents are like that your my partner has done this to me so I'll do the same thing to my children just to show how mad I am she didn't do that she just was very diplomatic about it which is not all that good and nice as well but it has helped us to understand by the way you don't have to reciprocate the energy you're giving because as much as she's gone through so much turmoil she still has the biggest heart till now she's still giving the same man so many chances which i don't understand if you ask me um like she's still she's still just a light in this darkness so my life has not been all that bad i've schooled i ate um i went to uni you know i have good friends 
when you come from a dysfunctional home, it doesn't mean your life becomes dysfunctional as well. It's how let you me, choose. You have brought an interesting thing that your life has been well, schooling and everything. Uh, I don't think, or rather you will help me understand, that maybe they, I, I heard you say that something to do with therapy and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably you, you came later on to discover that it is important for you and your entire family to go for therapy. Yeah. But help us understand what was your relationship or what has been your relationship before you even thought about therapy, being with men, especially even when it comes to settling with men. Have you settling with the right men? Have these men been men who uh, are similar, have some similar character traits to your dad? Let me tell you, Mina, it's been the fucking pits. <laughs> it's been the pits because, because of where I came from, I had self-esteem issues. Remember that. I said this in like the previous two episodes. I had self-esteem issues. So you're coming from a place where you never affirmed that, you know, you're coming and told, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you can do this, you can do that. You're coming from a place where, hey, by the way, I need to survive my friend. When you come to fucking business, bro. So with that and that even disappointment, even of a father, you get that even to even to show you the direction of, by the end of it wasn't there. So darlings, for a while, it's been, hey, you're just like, I, and then you don't realize it until you're in it. And I think that was very similar to my mom. She didn't know that much until she got into the marriage and she was like, eh, dokunendanga. So I've also been the same. And then we are, we were so, as in we were trained to see potential. It's like, ah. Because of my effect in his life, he will start thinking of other ways. They don't change. As in their characteristics about a human So you say you've been picking men with characters almost close to you? Yes. And it's not, okay, not like physical abuse. Because that one now I was very aware. But now it's, it is the emotional abuse and also the provision part. Because now, because of him not providing, my mom has been providing. So I don't see an issue of man. me providing. Because for me, it's like, oh, I'm being independent. But you, you don't see an issue with paying yes. rent is it, for a man. Is it in our previous episode you said you were paying rent for... Yes, okay, yes, seen. she did pay rent. And you are very much okay. I was, because now... She has paid all the bills. So what's the problem with me paying all the bills? And then I came to realize, hey, why am I paying your bills and we don't even live together? Even if we were. <coughs> Child, rent me, Ako. As in, it was, it was those things. But luckily, I, I feel like as much as the sexual abuse is not something that no one should ever experience and whatever. Like for me, no, it was like, hey, wait, Amka. Mm-hmm. Wake up. You're expecting... Barrel minimum below the barrel. Be not a wine cell, as in uko to chini, as in you're just dating people and you're like, I why am I constantly asking you to show me love? Why 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 are we, why am I fighting for affection or why am I fighting to be assured? That's what I'm doing with my father. Like that is what I was speaking. But no, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm wow, happy. I'm happy. I'm happy that we are, we are having the not anymore conversation. But mm-hmm. I want to. I know you've mentioned for you to get to a point of not anymore. There's been things you've had to unlearn, and yes. I know it's a lot. A lot. I mm-hmm. just want you to share with the audience like a few things that you you would want to share that you have clearly clearly had to unlearn mm-hmm. in the road to becoming a better like the best version of yourself first first thing i've learned anything that looks i don't say red flag because we say oh they look pink but anything that does not look like green in a relationship and not you know even can be like green because even Plants started a certain Which shade of green are we looking for? Are we looking for jungle green? Which green? Tell us. Something that looks healthy. I think I have... Like vegetable green. Yes, vegetable green is fine. I have had to unlearn looking for potential. Mm. I see you as you are. Wow. Wow. I see you as you are. You're lazy today. You'll be lazy tomorrow. And you'll be lazy the other day. That's how I go. Unfortunately, it's not the... 
for some people it's not the right mindset but now where I'm at is just like especially in re- romantic relationships if I see uko hivi leo I don't expect anything from you you came to me this way that's how I'm taking you this thing of oh I see potential oh you'll have gotten there in the next four years five years bro I have never even been there for the men who are so potential for it's other women reaping the benefits other women going been taken for dates in particular places because I complained I was never taken for dates. You get my point? Like I saw it, but I've never been there to reap the benefits of it. So unlearning potential. Secondly, unlearning religion. As well as poor Christians. If you go to in a certain sector of belief, a person's characteristics are never changed by the Lord unless they want to. Period. Salvation does not change a person's characteristics and unless they want to change. Change only comes from within. And if there's no effort, there's no interest in doing better, there'll never be growth. So those and okay, another thing has been also being very self-aware of where I am toxic or what what my flaws are and not being comfortable in sitting at things like oh baby i'm just too loud i cannot i cannot not talk to you in a slow voice okay like i'm i have a harsh tone now accept me as i am that thing of oh this is my personal that's cheating if the person you're with or even you especially for my sister or my mom we don't shout at each other because not shouting for us it's ptsd you just shout for for someone when they're coaching that's that's the most you do when you're having a conversation you sit you listen you don't interrupt when that person finishes you interject now unless it's very adam or you're adding a point to so even having to know when when to use a particular tone of voice when to listen when to understand and when to hear and what to see as well because being in that environment when you hear a lot of verbal abuse just to a point your mind is like okay i'm blocking this now well yeah. okay maliza i'll step you know you you teach your mind some things so and learning how to communicate so you have to learn how to communicate effectively and efficiently you have and learning potential and learning even christianity in itself because how for me christianity was brought was brought with patriarchy and it's not all rosy i am not against the lord jesus christ i still am christian but there are things within the group i don't want to say the faith because faith is personal within the group that are just not right even for society so all all this has been among many others those are my four keys you and it's always it's always a process it's always a process because the moment you get with someone and una realize that this jamalzana na kitu ya 2015 you get my points because relationships um trigger you and they challenge you a lot so you having to put into practice what you think you've already acquired and applying it as a skill and as a way of living is now what i am doing so yeah it's that among many others and it's okay to by the the other thing i've learned is women have to suffer me personally i am i have african women and suffering a child mimi baby girl <laughs> i i am not here to suffer and i will not suffer i i have chosen battles kama ni kazi ya kitu tangana tu you know even toxic work environments we are not even for them anymore but this thing that you have to suffer in marriage i Ativumilia tu mwanamke nikuvumilia tukuvumilia ni you've refused ah uh, uh, no well people divorce when they die I... anyway let's so your message is choose your mental health over everything over everything else over everything and anything which is true uh vicky reminds me of something uh most of the time when there are conflicts in marriages we think those who are affected the most are the couples we always avoid to have a conversation with the children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and children are the ones who suffer most when you know the the husband is beating the wife you know the wife is being abusive to the husband, husband yeah. we always know that those who have been affected is the wife and the husband we don't most of the time have a chat with these kids and they are the ones who suffer the most yeah so we need to to be careful there's another type of i think i, I forgot to mention i, I feel it's important toxicity in in parenting is parents who confine their emotions to their children uh the parents who reduce their children to be something we call miniature adults you find that a parent whether it's a father or the mother everything they're going through in life 
they confine you to their children. So their children are their supporting system. And they always, you know, this kid doesn't grow to be a child. These kids grow to be adults. Like they see things as adults. And you don't even know you are depriving a very beautiful girl or boy the opportunity to just grow, to explore, and to learn things. Mm-hmm. They start to viewing things as, as, a dad. Very, yeah, as a dad. But I, I want to you be know. a devil's advocate in that. Please do. You see, by the time this apparent confining in a child or whatever, I, I, I don't say it's a good thing, but I, I'm just saying... I don't know, I think I'm coming from a point of understanding the parent. By the time an Afikaako, probably this kid has already seen. Mm. Has no. already seen, has already like felt the vibe that the home is not okay. And you will see mommy shed a tear here, there, and you'll even ask her. You'll even ask her, hey mommy, are you okay? Mommy, kwani unalia? And things like that. And sometimes this child is the only person the parent has. You understand? Yeah, I get you. This child is the only parent, and them being a human being, I find that it's a bit of a higher... I, I understand it's toxic, but I find it a bit of a higher standard to expect them to be sober. And even though you won't say anything, you won't say anything to the child, the child will know mommy's not okay, and they will pick it up. They will start to act like they need to take care of mom. It, it can be something as simple as them fixing something for mommy, fixing tea for mommy or daddy, because they see, they can see they are not okay. So, I don't know what I'm saying, but you are on the I right say. track, I know. Yeah. In the long run it will work for the parent. Uh but what they will, the child? It doesn't work kid, for either. It will for the for some aspect. The moment I'm sure they even naturally, feel guilty. naturally the moment you express your emotions to any other person, there is that baggage release. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. You might not really solve the issue. Sometimes it's not even about solving the issue. It's about letting it out. But you'd feel guilty after it, so... No, there are people who don't feel guilty. Really? So, this kid doesn't grow to be a kid. Let me tell you, it is... That one I agree with Yeah, it is important for our parents to have a support system. What we're trying to also preach is, let parents have a support system. Let us not say, have friends. Maybe have friends. You know those times when we could hear our mom say, I'm going to your auntie's place. Let me ask you, Vicky. I know it's easy for us to sit here and say, have friends. But I'm trying to think, you see, for me, let me give you an example of myself. If I am going through something, I'm not reaching out to you and telling you, blah, blah, blah is happening. I will talk to whoever is available. Mm. You understand? Yeah. See, now I'm calling person XYZ to tell them this is happening. If we are talking in that moment, if I'm with you in that moment, then I tell you. But I won't, it's hardly for me to reach out to someone and tell them this is what is happening. So for me, I'm thinking about the situation and I'm like, how realistic. I, I get where you're coming from because that's now my mom. My mom is not, it's very private. So mm-hmm. since we are the ones in that home with her, now she'll come and tell us, hey, baby, hey, me, don't feel one, two, three, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also hard to get to a point, even for us, because what she's telling us and what you're seeing, yeah, yeah, not quite relieved. Mm-hmm. What but, do I but what, yeah, I agree with you, you guys. Leave the worry I, to yeah, yeah. now, I agree with you guys. my sister and I now carry her burden, carry our emotions. And we then my sister will come now and tell me her stuff. Yeah. Then I'll go tell my sister my stuff. Forget my point. Because now, so as siblings... These people are working with the big lords. Exactly. And so as siblings, I think my point is... is exchange. My but point, I get what you Yeah, mean. my point is, the, of course the child has to be protected at all costs. At all costs. But I also don't think there's so many options. Yes, you, but parents. you cannot fully though. You cannot because you would catch on something and then you will personally catch it. for us. I just you hey. just catch it. Let me tell you, it is not a sometimes it's good to know something is happening without necessarily having to carry the entire body. No, the part- no, 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 no. I'm you over know, I'm, I'm an overthinker. I think Afadalinijue this is what is going on. Being down. an overthinker again then, it's another issue. To be, That's another to whole be issue. to be uko speculating and think no. I'd rather I, I, know I, I'd rather I, know the house is burning. That's what I'm saying. One, the parent to- telling you is toxic. Mm. Two, you being an overthinker is toxic too. So there are two conflicts here. Because again in life, I cannot... So Derek, you would rather know there's something wrong but don't know what it is. What I'm trying to say is we must do everything possible to protect a child. But a I child have... should not be allowed if, to if move I mean, around with so if, much If baggage. an environment is unhealthy, it is unhealthy. 
have you can't protect to... you can't protect a child from you can protect a child with that, things, just because you're not telling them one of the things I w- which I want to pose to Vicky is mm. most of our parents today they avoid divorce yes which I want to ask Vicky mm-hmm. if the toxic nature has become too loud mm. would you have suggested to your parents to divorce do you think things will be better for you as a kid mm-hmm. or things would be worse for you I it's it's it wasn't even a suggestion it was to happen we we were my mom someone to the brother was like okay now I want to divorce your dad at that I was either was 13 or 12 personally in kwamba kwamba tunangoja you get my point personally I was ready and I feel had she walked out then our life would have panned out differently probably would have had other sorts of traumas but wouldn't have been inflicted by this particular man in that extent you get my point but now has she saw it divorce or separation is a cast a generational cast or oh, you see i am avoiding it or oh, it's ending with me i'm like hey man you don't have to be responsible for breaking all the cycles you the breaking cycles has to be fought two ways like the both of you have to be intentional about keeping this healthy so had it been suggest had it happened the trauma would have been i don't think i got to nyekwapa probably would have had very different lives would have been freer women honestly we would have we have done what we wanted to do with life first of all but we would have just been fear so i get where derrick is coming from and i get where you you're coming from but what i would advocate a parent in that situation just inform the kids in a place where it's now a security risk where you know you're being threatened with your lives like i'm a kill you all you know takujani wachape nyote like when those words are mentioned by whoever it is tell them now you have to be careful don't lock the doors or lock the doors just to make them aware every day one two three three things is happening but not as you could just say oh my god my god you know that's that's call call wa mama yako achama and then one day i'm not saying it's right vicky you guys are not getting it i thought personally i know i know i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying i'm just asking we should give them options like we need to create more options Yeah. And cuz you say you call your friends, but they are the same friends who laugh at you because your marriage is not working. Now that's the so thing. it's it's I'm coming from a point of it's easier for us to sit here and say go to the church, go to the yeah. friends, go to the family. Do you, but I I agree with you. But there are not so the many issue, o- working options. The, the but issue. the issue I agree with you guys, the kids should not be should not be a downside for anyone's baggage. That one I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our idea is becoming more difficult for the fact that in this generation we are killing friendships. Like I have to see monetary value in our friendship with Vicky, in you know, in order for us to be friends. If there's nothing I'm gaining, we cannot be friends. Like I cannot just be friends with Vicky for the fact that she's genuine, she's open, she's willing to spark conversations, she's willing to share my thoughts, my experiences. We are not building from that aspect. So for the fact that we are killing for the fact that capitalism is making us to be lesser interested with other factors and other people it becomes limiting for us to even have friends we call genuine friends so because we have killed the entire society the only person we have in our life is our children because even our spouses are failed us hmm. so for that fact we end up speaking to these kids who become miniature adults they don't they start to see things that adults they cannot as in they just become a whole you know something that is not even a kidish they even their dreams in life they start to rethink because mom told me this and she had to quit her dream at the age of 18 because that blah blah so they start to rethink uh, the only thing i can do is one two three you know mm. and even those who make their kids to to be part of those who are breadwinners when they're still young it's completely wrong, it's wrong and yeah. we should always try to avoid yes, such kind yes, of stuff yes. Don't you know make it look like i advocate for it you're you not advocating for I it i'm trying to i'm trying to highlight where where this aspect of us having a limited space to talk about has come from but it's also just not capitalism it's a lot of things it's cultures it's religion it's what is expected it's of us from so, so many yeah. angles that make you almost feel like you're a failure if your marriage is not working so you can't even come and say manze me and this man things are not are not happening as they should and mm. we're not in a good place like that for me i'm saying there are not so many spaces that somebody can do that from like even leave the friends alone even yeah. the church even 
especially yeah there's there's not so many places you can you can do you can be vulnerable about some issues Choose. like that so we need to create we need to even in our advocacy we need to create a space where people know it's okay for a relationship mm. to be on the rocks you yes. can talk about it mm. yeah and also when when you said the church i can only speak from a christian point of view yeah this thing of telling at married couples divorce is not allowed in the bible you know um marriages should reflect the the the, the, the marriage between jesus and the church now aren't you putting people in already compromising situations into even more compromising situations as I think as of now the narrative of till death do us part does not work. It's the moment you see because how many women are dying because of other than partners. Partners are killing each other yeah, those more. Stories, those stories have become more too than much. more than even these are killing people they are robbing from. So this narrative of pushing you can only do so much work within a marriage by yourself. Marriage is a partnership. So when one part of the partnership is not working, your business akuna madi naenda. You can only hold on it for so long. For so, long. so if if you're in such a situation where it's verbally, it's physically toxic, it's emotionally draining, it's everything in between you've been cheated on. You know, there's there's all these things. Yes, you can forgive and forget, darling. But if you feel like, hey, baby, me now, me, I'm calling it out step there's no shame to it at this point just normalize divorce and separation you know you can separate for two years you go for therapy then you feel like when you're ready to get back together we can do that yeah what's but knowledge if things are not okay yeah stop yeah. this narrative of oh marriages are to last till death do us part blah 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 bruv you don't know how the next years 15 years look like you don't know different things break different so but uh, your narrative is you pushed. Stop. It, it should just stop. It should stop. It I really agree. should stop. I agree. I know we have we have really gone. We we are doing the most. But I still have things to ask Vicky. Mm. I know there's probably somebody listening to you, and they've gone through a situation that has been very toxic with their caregivers. And what what is it that you would tell them? What 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 is the hope that they should hang on to? What should they do? Wow. I don't have an answer for that because I also don't know what I'm doing. Because it's, it's as much as it's what you grow up with, it's also unfamiliar territory. Like every day brings something new. You know, you can wake up today and you're all laughing and you're all mellow and joyous. And then 30 minutes from now, the house is burning. I, I genuinely don't know, but don't lose your identity within that caregiver the moment you do that you give that person and as i've said this a million times you give that person so much point control over your life that you either become that person or you cannot become your true self like for me my biggest worry and concern is to be like my dad in, a, in my marriage or even to my children so that means i'm already thinking that I might be like him. There's that kafir of they may don't want my kids to be one, two, three, four. So you have to know what you want and what you don't want and work towards what you're achieving. So if you're trying to achieve a healthy space around yourself with healthy people, allow yourself to have accountability around you. Allow yourself to be scrutinized and criticized and be told and be called out. Because now that when you're not, there's no accountability, you're not being called out. So if I'm doing something that's BS, Derek has every right to come and tell me what you're doing, that's shitty. Stop. And also, accept help. Yeah, so accept it. So understand that you are coming from a point where you have to unlearn so many things. Yes. Uh, agree to be self-aware uh-huh. and keep yourself accountable. Yes. And surround yourself with healthy environments to show you the contrast between healthy and unhealthy for me that where was, you are and where you need to go yes and that for me was very important even in my journey to even choose a better partner like the i have boys like my boys despite whatever flaws they hold they are such a breath of difference i don't know if that makes sense mm-hmm. like you see how your dad treats your mom and then you see how this man treats you and you know it's, not, it's nothing romantic it's just so platonic Mm. It's like okay, I care for you. It's like the basic. Yeah, it's just basic respect. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pick you up and drop you near home so that you get home safely. That has never happened with my father. You get my point. Like, you don't have to pay for the bills. I cater for it, and if 
we don't both have money we don't have to do anything or let's do 50 50 but it's communicated prior like it's it's in those minute things just having platonic healthy male relationships changed a whole spectrum of how i thought about men there's just like there's so much hope that i'll get someone who's better than my dad in many ways because i have surrounded myself with people who are better than him so be very aware mm. of your surroundings as well okay do you want to mm. be a parent do i want to be a parent hey. have i where i stand right now i don't want to be a parent now i eventually want to be a parent mm -hmm. but just not now because i can't handle bringing a child with currently my emotional state there's a lot i'm still processing so i think even my catch is until i am like five years in into therapy like fully consistently that's when i can start thinking about bringing a child into this world so it's it's also something that a work in progress it's it's a work in progress when uh, that time comes what would you like to do different just be present not present in a hurtful way but be present let and let my child be who they are However it may look like, that has to be accepted. However it may look like, whatever decision they make is like, you're okay and you're allowed to make mistakes. And not putting so much pressure into education and, you know, let's develop, you know, your talents or rewards of, oh, I want to be proud of you. I'm proud of you regardless. You get my point? Like, I don't want to attach my pride of myself as a parent to a particular thing that you're good at. It's just like, you're just my child and that is enough for me to be proud about so and kushushatu expectations like oh, there's there's so much unrealistic shit out here it's like what do you want to do i want to be a doctor what if they don't be a doctor if you want to be a violinist so also having the resources to be able to equip me to equip them with everything else other than what i got which was education yeah. so exposure travel the world see life from a different lens yes and also cut them off from their grandfather no offense to my dad. <laughs> I know we are we are about to end, but Vicky has been very valuable to this podcast and I know those listening to her or this podcast have really benefited a lot from the past few episodes that you've been in. So I want you to just share like two things uh -huh. that you do to keep your mental health in check. Uh -huh. So that maybe somebody can borrow from it, somebody who's struggling with their mental health. Uh, get people you can trust. And, and getting is not a trustworthy. Build that relationship. Yeah, take the time. Take, take the time, be intentional about it. It will align. If people who want to be there for you will always be there for you. So do that build beautiful relationships with whoever is available to be your friend. You can, even if it's like that 43-year-old man who just wants or sees you as whoever they see you. Just build beautiful friendships. And secondly, allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to unlearn. That is the only way you can overcome, not necessarily overcome, or have coping mechanisms within the, those particular environments. So unlearn relearn and learn like those three elements is like and question better ask why always ask the question why so why did you fight with my mom yesterday insist like i want to really understand why you fought not how you felt why did you fight like i always always question and learn relearn learn new things and also surround yourself with very healthy people uh, Derek, I have something to add. If you want to listen to more of this, how can you revive my podcast? You need to tell them so that you can be kept accountable. Oh. Anyways, there's, um, I'm available, I don't know if I've had a bad one Spotify, but <laughs> I'm available on Spotify mm -hmm. and Anchor. Um, just go search to Anger with Vicky. There, I did like three, three, four episodes of that situation. Now when I was in the moment of now questioning that was 2020 i think that's inside my podcast yeah just go understand the process so that you can be able to differentiate the growth from then to now because there's there's a very big difference yeah yeah you guys go check out Tuonge by vicky on spotify she said spotify but spotify. you get the message Derek. <laughs> closing remarks well, it has been heavy uh i'm trying to take in what she was saying so that uh, you can be 
a better parent uh, in the near future with my yeah so i think we what she's she has reiterated in in the end is the future is for those who want to learn and learn and to to relearn so i hope for those who are parents or wish to be parents have learned a thing or two that they should always be careful with how they are bringing up their children and they should actually work on their issues issues of the past so yeah i hope somebody has learned a thing or two and they are willing to make things better for their kids or they are willing to make things better for themselves as kids who have suffered from toxic environment try to to heal i always tell my friends and even those who have walked with this journey is uh, if the environment is still difficult try and get a different space where you can heal yeah. sometimes you can't heal from the same yeah, house where you have suffered so run away from your home if you can not literally running but getting a different space it can help you healing doesn't take a day or two it it is a process as we can say it yeah wow do i need to say anything i have learned so much from vicky and from this episode and i'm hoping that our audience have also just gotten a lot of gem from what vicky has said because i think this is learning for for all of us whether you want to be a parent or whether you are surrounded with kids it could be your niece mm. you could be hurting that kid and you don't even know so it's it's very important for us to i think it's a stepping stone it's a stepping stone for us to interrogate ourselves and see how we behave around kids and even around other people because you can be toxic quote unquote toxic without knowing mm-hmm. and for most people they don't know they don't know that whatever they're doing is harmful or unhealthy so thank you very much Vicky you're welcome and thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast if you've gotten this far away yeah, yeah thank you you've stayed you've stayed <laughs> you're, you're you're loyal thank you very much and we will see you we will you will hear from us in the next one. Bye-bye.